been a while. Yeah. Hi, guys. Hey. What have Are you guys been up to? Okay? So what's going on, fellas? Long time no see. Feels like it's a long time because it was the holidays and we were all kind of traveling. It's been kind of crazy. So what have you been up to, I, sir? Well, I, last we spoke... And, Let's uh, talk about your and, show for a while. I had my ago. show. So you had a show. I had a show in New York City at Joshua Liner Gallery. Right. And that, if anybody who's done shows can can attest that when they come out of it, it's just like you're kind of you're in a stupor. Yeah, you are. It's and almost, then there's the, like the postpartum you, you almost like depression. Been blindsided. And then I've talked to you and Jacob Collins and you know our other colleagues about this is that the post show like depression it, it, yeah it's intense so, but it's weird because i i you know in other personal parts of my life there's like other things to do so i didn't necessarily get into that until i had a little bit of time to just think about and then you work and all of a sudden i'm like shower, i'm crying. really depressed <laughs> and i don't know what to do with myself and what is it all about <laughs> And I don't know. And so then no, you lash out at the people you love. Yes, and, and then I'm throwing throwing pasta across the the, the room and yelling. Um, <laughs> but the uh, so so I did the show. The show was, was good. Yeah, it went really well, and it was it, it, like anything. It's like when you do a show. Every time you come out of a solo show, you're a slightly different. Artist. It's a crazy race to the finish line. It really like is. You're 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 like just. All hours of the day, just paint, 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 paint. You don't have time to think or look up, and then all of a sudden you have time. Well, it's not, yeah, but it's it's also you just let other parts of your life completely just disappear or right, go you away, gotta, you, or you, you don't, you just don't pay any attention and then you have to, to like it. catch up, on and then the, you have to play yeah. big catch up. Right. So after my show, so you hadn't seen your daughter for like six months. Yeah, I know. You don't see anybody. You barely talk to anybody. Everybody stopped calling you to hang out. Like mm-hmm. you know, the the months prior to that, because that's they not just, why they stopped calling you to hang out. But. Well, pretty much. You're probably <laughs> right about that. But like up to that point, people are like, you want to hang out, and you know, anybody's you know has has deadlines. They're like, no, I can't do anything. I gotta right. go work. Uh, suddenly, you're like, why isn't anybody calling me to like <laughs> hang out? Well, because you've said no a million times. Right. Um, but anyway, so after the show and that was, that, that went well and it was great. And, um, uh, I went to Texas with my wife and daughter and I was there. Um, actually I, I was there, I came back and then I went back there cause my, my wife and daughter were out there, um, doing some, my wife's doing some work out there. So I went out there actually in early December and uh, hung out in Dallas and Austin, did some fun stuff, saw some friends down in Austin. And, um, you know, whatever. It's not a Did you go to that barbecue place, Franklin? Uh, I didn't go to Franklin because you have to get up at like 6 in the morning <laughs> and get on yeah. the line. And I'm like, I love barbecue, and I'm tempted to do it. But every time I was in Austin, I just I didn't, I didn't have time for that. And could it be I wasn't going to make good? like a ride down. I mean, there. I love barbecue, but could it be that good? It's good. Get up but at there's 6 a lot of good. This is the thing. For... There's a lot of good places. So, you know, there's other places you can hit besides Franklin. But I did go in and get a shirt. You, you got a Franklin shirt? Oh, yeah, shirt? I went in and got a Franklin shirt. <laughs> You're such a wiener. <laughs> I totally would just like, I just like went around the line, walked into the door. No, I'm just buying a shirt. Just, yeah, buying, just buying a shirt, a shirt guys. Come I'm on. Gonna, uh, well, I'm not oh, taking your meat. Did I'm somebody just leave some it. brisket out? I'm just going to take some, this brisket. I'm just going to say, this is Sam. I didn't know. <laughs> no, I love meat too, but I just want a t-shirt. <laughs> I mean, can't we all just understand we all love meat? And I'm just taking a little bit of it with me. 
<laughs> what do you mean it's in my back pocket? I, I didn't. I, I guess I just sat on it. I didn't. You're understand. a meat thief. I'm a meat Tony. thief. <laughs> I'm a meat thief. Um, all right, so, this is all fantastic. So <laughs> anyway, I did that. I ended up going from there, went to Florida with, uh, again, with the wifey and the child. Uh, and visited your alma mater, Disney? Well, we were in Orlando for something else, and but while I was there, I was like, I'm going to take three or four days and do some Disney-ish things. So my daughter being four, and me having... I, I went to Disney when I, got I one think I them. was four, so I don't remember it at all, even though like I worked with them for a bunch of years. Um, I went and to, they didn't even recognize you when you go to the gates. They're like, nah, screw off, dude. I don't know who you are. <laughs> Hey, don't you remember me? <laughs> Aren't uh, you the meat thief? <laughs> <laughs> so I went to Disney to Magic Kingdom. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, man. I thought it was all I loved it. He's I going back. We're, we're doing... We're doing an Orlando. Next time he's going to go back and bring his daughter. Doing an Orlando. I know. I'm sure there are people who would Going there with a child and seeing sort of the wonderment in their eyes and me sort of loving the idea that it's just like this complete check out from reality mm. and then doing a little bit of research and like how it was made, like how it was created. And if you're interested, like there's plenty of documentaries on it was this like so, sort of secret covert operation. The reading material in the Epcot Center is phenomenal. <laughs> we, didn't we didn't go to Epcot. We only stayed in Magic Kingdom because I have a four-year-old. Right, so. yeah. But it's like it's fascinating place to me. It's absolutely fascinating. Mm. And so hmm. the two and a half days I spent there, I loved it. Mm. And then uh, you sign up for any Disney cruises? Is that in the? No, no, I'm I'm not interested in that. But I'm interested in the how that place works. And right. if you like, it, it, it's this unbelievable behind the scenes thing that's going on yeah like, yeah that's yeah, i mean it's, it's really crazy. insane like there's when you're at disney when you're walking around the grounds you're actually two four stories <laughs> above what the normal ground actually is when they built it they they dredge they they completely flattened the swamp took all the water out took everything out they built instead of building like underground tunnels, they built the tunnels and then built Disney on top of it. Mm -hmm. So you're actually above sea level type of thing. Smart. Those so, guys were planning uh, ahead. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And then, so all the trash, everything, <laughs> it all is underground. So when you're on walking around with your, your people, you don't see any of this. And anyway, I was fascinated by it. It was great. We, uh, at that, that's point, what they did with the homeless in New York city. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's kind of, it's actually true. Yeah. That's really <laughs> horrible. But um, anyway, so I ended up from there. I left, came home, and that was four days ago. Mm. So I've been gone since the show. You know, the months prior to the show, just being like one, one mind, uh, doing that. You know, leaving. You know, trying to make up time, being in Texas and Florida, and then coming back home and like, hey, how's it going, guys? Like it's up to date right now, and it's weird because I can almost trace back this whole domino effect to like two years ago of yeah. like not only being doing some commissions and then being agreeing behind and then agreeing to do a show like way later and I only had about a year to do it which I usually need a lot more time so I had to double up on that so you can like I could take the timeline and just go way back actually I can even go back further because of that let's let's no I'm not but anyway it's it's kind of fascinating it's weird it's it's like so I'm here and I'm a little bit in that like I don't know where I am space but I think that it's kind of fun because then hopefully really 
weird creative things come out of it and hopefully new paintings and stuff like that. Uh, Ted, please, what have you been up to? You had a, a little bit of a crazy last few months. Yeah, it's been the a least. shit show. <laughs> it's been a shit show for uh, what, what's been going on. My stepfather passed away, and mm. I've been helping my mother with that. It was uh, he, a, he was a, a, a great man too. Yeah, like, yeah, I, amazing uh, thinker. If you go on, uh, he was he was considered the Times in his obit wrote that he was a uh, a public intellectual. Oh yeah, it's a pretty cool title. I want I want to be a public intellectual. When I die, <laughs> I want them to remember me as a public intellectual. Well, it's, intellectual is the last thing I would be remembered as. But but I remember you telling me that his his wit, like his his wit, and just ability his smarts were He's, just yeah, off the charts i mean it, i i will miss really miss like the the dinners that i would have with him and it just every meal leaving smarter than i can't you know than i sat down at the table like he knew absolutely everything when it comes to the arts he knew absolutely everything yeah and uh you know i knew everyone i mean he knew he comes from an older generation so he knew picasso he knew uh auden and like hung uh, out with them uh, huxley traded ideas and yeah i mean like he was in that world and and he you know he's best known for his relationship with the stravinsky's yeah. he lived with them for you know over 20 years and uh, he was kind of he was stravinsky's kind of right hand man yeah i mean a lot of people or he brought say that he obscurity is that what it was no stravinsky was always you know he 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 brought himself out of obscurity yeah. at a young age but <laughs> he uh he i think he is credited with revitalizing Stravinsky's career, career by introducing him to more modern sounds and particularly uh, Arnold Schoenberg and uh, some of the, the stuff that he was he was doing and developing uh, atonal work. And anyway, so uh, he's got now we're, we're there. There are archives and there, there's a lot to deal with. And so I'm just trying to help my mother through that. And he wanted to be buried in Venice, and that has been, you know, it, I mean, from the time he passed away, I think we spent two and a half or three months actually trying to make that happen, and the bureaucracy was insane, and I just uh, came back a week ago from Venice. Yeah, from you were in Venice. Finally, the, the internment, and uh, it was beautiful. We had um, a string quartet that of musicians from Venice who all volunteered to play because oh, wow. they were so honored to, you know, and, no, uh, that just gave me like little goosebumps. Yeah, like, it was the a, idea I mean, of like honoring like a great somebody yeah. who did great things. Yeah, you know? and we had a, a a part of a cemetery uh, in Venice opened up that that wasn't open to the public because uh, I know that was a problem at one point. Yeah, I mean it remains a problem, and that the uh, I mean you don't nobody wants to hear yeah, yeah, <laughs> the yeah, yeah, yeah. intricacies of my emails with the president of the Greek Orthodox Church in Venice, but. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't Greek Orthodox, so we couldn't get him he, buried exactly where he wanted to be buried. But it's in the Which same was, cemetery. Was it near Stravinsky? Is Stravinsky? Yes, yeah, so Stravinsky was Russian Orthodox, yeah. and he couldn't. Uh, he was, uh, you know, not Russian Orthodox. Yeah. Uh, my my stepfather. So, uh, and you know, and then also helping my mother through the emotional part of it. I, I mean, it's that. it's you know, she was together with him for. Uh, they were married for over twenty years, and you know, it's it's hard. Yeah, yeah. And now she's suddenly, you know, I. I I think the good news is that she's got a lot of work of his work to carry on. And I think that she'll feel close to him by continuing to work, but it's, you know, it's, it's just, it's hard and you want to be there for, yeah. you know, for your parents. And Do you th did you think about like the legacy idea of 
you know, what you're doing as an artist, like I'm leaving a legacy behind me that, you know, my children or somebody will be able to look and see. I can only hope that they won't be like, (laughs) you know, tortured by it and just feel like burdened by, like, oh, we got all these stupid paintings kicking around (laughs) that, like these studies, I don't have space for them in my apartment, where are we supposed to, like, do I have to pay for storage for this crap? Is this, this stuff is everywhere. Yeah. Every little nook and cranny there's like something that you do i mean i can only hope we can all be so lucky to have a little a little ted in our life a little, we could all be so little, lucky little as to be like leave yours. a legacy like uh like my stepfather did where it's you know people value it and you know it's it's probably going to go to a university we're talking uh to a few different universities about uh his collection going wow. there and, and People really want it, and there's definitely a demand for, you know, he wrote... Uh, and he was, I think an Amer- over- he was an American, so that's there's something awesome about that. That he- Yeah, although I, I can't say right now, but he, it may leave the country, but uh-huh. uh, <laughs> I, I think it would go to a great place okay. if it leaves the country, and <clears throat> not terribly, you know, not so remote that we wouldn't have access to it, okay. but, uh, I mean... It, it's just I, I could only hope to leave behind such Something a strong, great. you know, over ten books published, yeah. so many recordings, and you know, just well as as a fan and a doer, by the way. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. But as a friend and a fan, I think you're doing all right. I think you're gonna leave back, leave behind a pretty awesome legacy. <laughs> that said, thank you. Does it mean <laughs> doesn't mean that I'm not gonna skewer you at one point tonight <laughs> when we're talking? Uh, to our our secret artist guest. Uh, okay, well hey, that's uh, well, Jay that, Braun. A, a right. little quick one. You were you've been making guitars. Yeah, been making some guitars. I saw your. By the way, I saw the catalog. It looks awesome. The for the calendar. I mean the catalog. Those are calendar. your those are your uh, photos. Man. Tony you is featured really in the calendar as a fireman with yes, just suspenders, no shirt, and. <laughs> Just a bunch of policeman Tony with my little like love handles sticking out of the suspenders. I know because you are fat. You're getting yeah, fat. Yeah, yeah. But how has that been going? Okay, have you been pretty busy, Jay Brown? Uh, yeah. But, you know, a little bit of this and that. Uh, thank you for all your help. Yeah, um, let's get to our guest, man. All right. I mean, one, you know, one more thing, I just want to say. I got is, a lot to say, but 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 uh, we got a guest here. We can we do more do. of that we later. We have a very it, awesome guest. But it has like, been a little while since we've released yeah. a podcast, and I, I mean, we're talking about what's been going on because we've all been kind of swamped, and I think we're both Tony and I and Jay Braun, all of us feeling ready to to get back to it. So yeah. we're hoping yeah. that this is going to be a little bit more consistent coming. Yeah. Uh, coming up. You even up. got a new fancy computer. You got a new <laughs> computer. I don't know. Are you uh, on it? That's the new one? I'm zipping That's around. That's how new it is. It. Is I'm, that I'm it's so new around. that it looks it's old. It's so new. That, yeah, you got the <laughs> it's retro, all retro model. It's all retro now. But right. anyway, so uh, Without further we have an awesome, ado. awesome guest today and not only an amazing artist, but a friend, <laughs> part of the family. <laughs> Mr. Scott Waddell. Scott Waddell. <laughs> Welcome to Suggested Donation. Straight out of, hey. um, now currently out of, is it Rhode Island? It's Rhode Island. Yeah. Whoa. Yep. I, I know you were in um, you were in Connecticut. Like I right keep away. moving further east, so bit. it'll be Massachusetts. You're Maine. going more and more New England. England. In actual England. You're going to oh, pick up an accent? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in Greenland. <laughs> but originally, you, you hail from... Why the the Florida? Right? Yes, yeah. I uh, you know all the talk about Orlando made me nostalgic. A I love Disney. Nostalgic, yeah. yeah. Are you from that area? I am north of Orlando, an area called um, Mount Dora. Um, 
little town. Yeah. Yeah. So where does the art come from? I know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I grew up... Were your parents artists? Or? My mom was an artist. She was a graphic designer. Um, and uh, it was always in my house growing up. I mean, I started drawing when I was really little. Uh, and actually, just recently, I went back. My mom passed away a couple of years ago. And Sorry. we went back uh, to the, uh, my dad's house. And uh, there's a scrapbook there of all my drawings from when I was little. And I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was drawing... She kept you know, it. When are they was, good? Yeah, little, they were actually way honestly, better than your kids. Uh, they're better than I draw now, frankly. <laughs> um, they are so much better than how my kids draw. My kids are very talented. I love my kids, <laughs> but they, I I don't know. It, it's interesting because when <laughs> drawing, my mom, my mom always told me I was good at drawing as a kid, and I I never really thought that I was. But it took having kids and seeing what typical you, kids. So draw. you compare your drawings to your kids' oh, absolutely. drawings? Absolutely. Like, I showed God, them when we visited. Stink. I was like, look, guys, this is really you guys got to you know. Uh, <laughs> you got kids. You got to up your game. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't that good. They were this fine. This is pathetic. <laughs> Do you the call fibula. that an army Look at the man? the fibula in this picture. Exactly. You're not my kid. Exactly. Is that supposed to be a tank? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? Um, so, I have one so of those. you were looking at the, at the drawings. Brushstrokes so you were, are pathetic. <laughs> so you you're were, not hiding anything. <laughs> you think you're fooling me? <laughs> This imposter. isn't fooling the eye. This is fooling nobody. You're an imposter. That's not him. So, um, so you were always drawing. So you were encouraged to draw at a very early age. I was. I mean, I was always encouraged by my uh, by my mother, by my um, father too. Um, you know, I was obviously nervous. You know, especially when I decided to become a professional artist. Um, and uh, they were just like, "Do it." My dad sat me down and he was like, "Look, your mother and I are behind you, and, and you should just do it." Well, are are you talking? Like high school? I mean, my whole life. I mean, I no, can't but remember. meaning when you were like I mean, when you I decided want, to. Yeah. Make oh, when did I decide? I mean, that's you know, I don't know. It depends on how you sort of look at it, I guess. Because when I was in high school, I wanted to be a um, filmmaker. I made a lot of movies, um, and I went to um, study film in college. And it was halfway through college that I decided that I wanted to go back and um, pursue uh, visual art and painting and drawing. Do any of these films uh, include smoke grenades and uh, yeah. military? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you ever blow anything? Oh. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. Did I actually tell you guys that? Because that's actually true. Can you uh, tell? No, I just made that up. Of course. No, let's, let's get into that. Can you that tell a little, a little bit about what that is? Oh man, I'm so happy. I know we're going I, off road right now, but no, I want to so desperately talk about my movies. Exercise these demons. I, they're not demons, they're the best part of my life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a reason for asking these. You guys have seen Rushmore? Yeah, and of course. Like, I was really that kid. Um, you were Max Fisher? I mean, his was higher production value, but no, I made... Okay, so when I was in high school, I made a movie called Ascension. And then in college, I made a movie about Nam. And, you know, I was in Florida, so yeah. our backyard, we grew up... Like, my parents in decided... In yeah. Yes, my, my parents decided um, when I was, like, seven years old that they didn't want to live near people, and they moved out into the middle of the woods, and we wow. lived on this river and off of a dirt road. And the backyard looked, it was just pure jungle. And so when I was in college, you know, we had this old Fresolini 16 millimeter film camera. And so I wrote this movie about uh, Vietnam, the Vietnam War, and it was the most insane uh, movie you could possibly imagine. There, uh, let's just, there's a few th elements in it that I'll just sort of convey to you now. Um, there was an old man uh, with a beard that was playing marbles in the middle of the jungle. There was a tree that had fetuses on it. Um, that almost sounds David Lynch. It was it was definitely bizarre. But yeah, that was one of my movies. I made another one called uh, uh, Platypus Man, I think. And it was about this guy who's a writer and he wasn't inspired. And he started being antagonized by this paper boy who was part animal. 
And uh, it was awesome, though. I really loved that movie. <laughs> well, the idea is that you're being... Uh, Are these up on YouTube yet? I need to put them up there. So I you mean, do have them. I have them. But have you were them. being creative. You were, you were, there was a visual element of what you wanted to do. Um, you were studying film. Where did the change go to, okay, I want to kind of draw and paint? You know, it's funny, actually, because I can remember it very specifically. I was, I think, a sophomore in college, so this must have been 2000, 2001. In Florida, are you still in Florida? I went to, uh, yeah, I went to Florida okay. State University, and I remember um, I went to the bookstore. What were, what were the bookstores back then? Like Barnes and Nobles yeah. and Borders. 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 Borders, yeah, I think it was a Borders. And, yeah, not that, that really matters. <laughs> yeah. um, I went into a Borders, and uh, there were two funny things that happened there. So I was, you know, wanted to be a filmmaker, and I really wanted to be famous, and... Um, <laughs> And so I was walking through Borders, and uh, I saw a CD, and you know they had the music. Yeah. And uh, Mandy Moore had a CD that came out. Well, I did a play with Mandy Moore when I was 13, and I was very upset in that moment that this she other person famous. in my life that I did <laughs> was you know, children's famous. theater with was super famous. <laughs> I was really upset. And um, now she's dating Andy Roddick. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. She was, and it's really. Um, and so then I happened in the same exact visit. I went over to uh, the magazines and um, I looked in an art magazine. And I, and I was actually it was funny because when I was studying film as an undergrad, I was doing storyboards for all the other um, filmmakers. And so I was drawing a lot, and I was taking life drawing in the art school there at Florida State. And um, so I would go and look at the art magazines, and I picked one up, and there were these paintings um, by an artist, and I had no idea who he was at the time, and I was just absolutely blown away. And it was Jacob Collins. Mm -hmm. And um, I was so, I must have been 20 years old, and I was so excited. I had absolutely no idea uh, that anybody was working like that mm -hmm. at all. Uh, because, you know, I was part of the, uh, you know, the art classes I took at Florida State was all, you know, the kind of stuff you would expect at a university art school. And so I just had absolutely no idea. And at that point, um, after I saw Jacob's work in this article and was just completely blown away, uh, I started talking to people and asking if anyone knew how to paint representational. Uh, stuff and I was I had this idea at the time. Did you even know what like uh, re representational painting was, or were you no, just like, I'm oh, sure. you know, how do you paint realistically? I knew it was traditional. I yeah. mean, I thought of historical paintings okay. when I looked at it, and I thought that everything was about like learning how to glaze. I was yeah. like, I need to find someone who can teach me how to glaze because yeah. I thought that that was what you just needed to do. And Jacob was this glazer. What is <laughs> for, for the un for the uneducated listener? What is glazing, real quick? I don't even think I knew at the time. I think that it was just a word that I would you know hear about associated with historical painters. Um, well, you would hear when when you would hear things about the old masters. There's certain keywords that would come out. Ge glazing would be like one of them that right, I remember right. hearing about too right. before I knew what was going on. Imprimatur. People like to throw around words in other yeah, languages. Right. Yeah. So, right. you, so then you, you saw the, you saw that and then you were like, all right, now I'm on a mission to kind of research this thing. Well, what happened was I actually, uh, I hope I don't, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Um, I, uh, yeah, go ahead. I, I was just asking around in, um, you know, uh, the art school there at Florida state, uh, if anyone knew anyone who painted realistically. And I think that's what I called it. Realistic yeah. painting. And I met this guy, um, and he actually worked for an artist who lived in Tallahassee um, who wasn't affiliated with Florida State at all. And he said, oh, he's this portrait artist or whatever. In sort of a derogatory way, he just paints, you know, representational, yeah. you know, things. And it turned out to be Ed Jonas, who is now, I guess, the chairman of the Portrait Society. Oh, okay. And so I looked, this, I looked him up on the in the phone book, and um, <laughs> I was like, look, I just need to come over to your studio. Can I please come? He was so nice. He let me come over. 
And uh, it turned out, you know, he knew Jacob. Jacob had just recently been to the Portrait Society at that point. And that was, you know, basically Ed, who is a portrait artist. He's also a sculptor. He was involved with the Portrait Society. He was, I think, vice chairman at the time. He was like, look, I know this guy who studies with Jacob Collins, this very person that you saw in the magazine. Um, And that was Doug. That was Doug Doug Flint. Doug Flint. And Doug Flint had studied. He went to Florida State four years before me. So he sort of had the same kind of. Had you heard of him at all? I didn't know about him until that point. No. And he was in, obviously he was in Florida. He was, I think he was still in New York. Oh, because he hadn't resettled in Florida yet. Yeah. He was with you all, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was a little after. He was right after us, kind of. Or did we, we did cross. I Not think you crossed because I heard about you guys yeah. from him. Yeah. Horrible stories. Right. Yeah. yeah. All true. And, yeah. yeah. All <laughs> Bad true. art and debauchery. <laughs> yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. So when you were talking, so then he was like, contact Doug or go ahead and just contact Jacob? Yeah. No, he said just contact Doug because, you know, I wasn't, I didn't really know anything. You didn't at know that if point. you Well, really I went to Ed and I was that. like, can you teach me how to glaze? And he was like, okay. <laughs> 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 I was like, Calm down, <laughs> son. <laughs> yeah. So. He introduced me to Doug, and Doug was actually getting ready for a Water Street alumni show, actually, and he came down to Florida because he needed Ed to help him make frames, and so Ed was like, look, come help Doug make frames. <laughs> so I came and awesome. helped him make frames for a weekend, and Doug, you know, Doug's one of my best friends, and uh, we really got to know each other that weekend, and uh, yeah, Doug, uh, from that point on, just sort of, you know, we hit it off, and, and, and from that point forward, he just sort of... You know, he's such a generous guy. He gave yeah. me all the information. He introduced me to the concept of form, which just was amazing. Right. I mean, and he sort of took parts of what Jacob was doing and ran with it and kind of developed his own thing. And, and I feel like that that also has been a big influence on you, not just Jacob, but also Doug. Yeah, the both of them. I mean, uh, it sort of happened at the same time that, yeah. you know, I, I was exposed to Jacob's work and it was so new for me and it was exactly what I always wanted. And, 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 um, it, that was enough to make me leave film. I mean, when I saw so that work. then it was you just dropped your your sixteen millimeter and, and I did. I actually um, my roommate, who's still my good friend, and he's going to potentially partner up with a new video project I'm doing. Um, he's still make he's still a filmmaker. Uh, I actually just gave him my sixteen millimeter Fresolini. Old wow. it was an old nineteen seventies news camera, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he continued on with that, and and then I went in this direction, and I apologized to him. I was like, look, I'm sorry because we were filmmaking partners. <laughs> right. <laughs> sorry to leave you hanging. I mean, it's a bit, it's one of the things that the whole I, I was struck because Quentin Tarantino was, friendship. Oh my gosh. We're gonna do yeah. like, like we would like have it. his name's Patrick. We would just read about Robert Rodriguez, you know, using a wheelchair as his dolly. Yeah. We did that too. Selling we had a golf his, cart as our dolly. I think he was selling. Uh, he was like selling some of his blood. Oh mm-hmm. no, he did. He was to, part of a medical experiment. Ex- experiment, so, like in, something that was like dangerous, yeah. more than just giving blood. Like yeah. I will take this like bacteria. I think you're right. Yeah, <laughs> I know he's friends with the. I'll my, take Ebola just exactly. for some money. That's fine. So I might I die, but I want to. Um, but but so so at that that's point, a big change though because that's a huge what, what, change. with film and I, I went to film school too and I, mm-hmm. I I think one of the things that I, I immediately knew I didn't want was having to deal with actors, with a cameraman, like having to deal with a whole crew and actors and having to orchestrate and have everybody like that. I, that didn't interest me at all. Like working with people didn't interest me. And I, I gravitated more towards animation because mm-hmm. it could be, I mean, even animation, you need help because there are just too many drawings, but it felt more solitary. And I just, I wanted to be doing something totally on my own. But for you, going from filmmaking and having a partner to all of a sudden being, you know, just in front of an easel and you're just doing your own, like, what was that like? And yeah. 
Well, I, I don't feel like I work well with others at all. I, um, <laughs> but I mean, you must have making well, your Vietnam <laughs> epic. And... No, because I, uh, yeah, uh, no, I, I'm only work well with others if I'm in charge. <laughs> so, because, okay, so it's a kind of a weird story. So I was uh, a film major and then I actually uh, became an art major, a BF, like, uh, went to the visual art department mm -hmm. before I gave up film because I didn't want to work uh, on other people's films. <laughs> and then I realized that if I went to the visual art department, that they would let me make films as my art. As your art. Oh. And then I could and just could be just director. Do, you could be everything. Right. You could be editor, director. <laughs> exactly. Make the music, everything. Right. I, I didn't, because, you know, in the film my school there. My art piece is a Vietnam epic. Is a 16 millimeter <laughs> <Yeah>. film, <laughs> just like they make in the film school. Um, yeah. So I, I didn't feel really feel that way. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, for, I was, for example, like I was never good and being in a in an, in an environment um, like an atelier, um, I felt very uncomfortable. When I mean, you, I, look, I have you, so many friends from when I studied. When you first started, but, like right. studying, and it just was, was very hard for me to be around other people, other people while I worked. I mean, uh, I, yeah. it, it seemed to go in either uh, two very different directions. Either I couldn't control how much I talked to other people and got no work done, <laughs> <laughs> or I was just really bothered That's by other humans, human entities. <laughs> You were kind of famous for your student days. Uh, at, I don't know why. I remember hearing about you. I think that's the thing that I was most famous for was just the, the horrible material. Like uh, Tony, R you and I sat next to each other. Yeah. That's when I met you, <laughs> Tony Ryder, um, who was some. He was like my hero. Artist. Oh, he was my hero. I mean, he and Jacob, I just idolized. I get so obsessed with things I'm into. So before I came to New York, I was just like, I knew you guys, and uh, I heard, I'd heard about you from um, uh, from Doug, and so. Uh, there was one time I was at the Portrait Society of America and uh, Tony Ryder was there and like I couldn't even get near him. <laughs> like a radius of 15 feet. Um, it was so... I was just, I, uh, it's I, happening know. again, guys! <laughs> By the way, he's he will be on the show. I did. Oh, talk, I, I was talking, yeah. and he's totally into it. Anyway, I don't, I don't know him at all. He's so amazing, though, to hear talk. Like, I've, yeah. I mean, I knew him from the workshop that yeah. know, he did at Jacob's house, and uh, you know, I've seen him do demos. And like, he he's so really cool. He's like everything demos. I want to be. He's so he calm. He's like an art monk. He is. He's yeah. like, you know, it's just like, you know, I can't remember. He's he so compared drawing to brushing your teeth. He's like, you never worry about brushing your teeth, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm so stressed when I draw. <laughs> And when I brush my teeth, and by the I way. brush my teeth. I actually Are am. my gums receding? Like, is this... I literally am stressed when I brush my teeth. I'm so bad about it. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, I don't even know where that was going, but... Uh, Doesn't matter. So, it's funny. Yeah. Uh, so, you, no, so, you so sitting down with sitting. Tony Ryder and... Yeah, I don't know. Um, Your student days and stealing number Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember being uncomfortable in the atelier. No, in the atelier. But yeah, with the materials. When Tony was coming to do his workshop, I remember uh, Doug came up from Florida because yeah. I sat next to you and Doug sat on the other side. And there, everybody was there. It was like an all star week, right? It was amazing. <laughs> and remember Jacob freaking out? Um, <laughs> I don't remember him freaking out. There. You don't remember no, him? Because Tony was like, Look, just don't start over. Everybody, just finish your drawing. You know, even if it's going bad or whatever. And like after the first day, Jacob was like, "Ah," oh, and like, <laughs> <laughs> but I, to you know, I can't uh, you know say too much because I started over actually too. Um, but in any and event, I finished a really bad drawing. Your drawing was awesome. I was actually thinking about how uh, I was going to ask you. I thought it'd be really fun to post my drawing, your drawing, and uh, Doug's drawing because we oh, sat like cool. right next yeah. to each other. 
um, in that like animation. Yeah. It would, oh, right. right. It would be rotating. Right. Um, and, uh, but I remember for that, Doug came up from Florida and he stayed with me uh, in Queens when he was going to do the workshop. And uh, he was like, so do you get everything on the materials list? And I was like, there's a materials list. <laughs> and, like, and so we were there and it was like 930 you at had night. had like typewriter and, paper. Well, I was and... like, I don't know what to do. And he's like, look, you need a mall stick. So we went to CVS or Dwayne Reed and I got a wiffle bat. <laughs> um, <laughs> it worked. I mean, it's pretty amazing. What's a mall Tony stick? Like that Brilliant. The ball stick is um, you, you ever seen the like old what old timey photos of a, a an it's like a stick that, that you lean stick, on the canvas it's just and then lean your hand, hand on it so that it doesn't oh, okay your hand doesn't go on <laughs> so you use a wiffle bat it was, okay it was very steady that's awesome <laughs> yeah. I recommend it yeah, 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 yeah but so you you kind of jump uh, forward to you then saying you going to study at the mm. at the time Water Street Atelier did you wait did you do did you go to Italy as I did. well? I actually went, yeah, I slept all that out. I went to Florence Academy first. So you were at Florence first. Yep. For how long? I only went for um, one trimester. And I went because, uh, you know, I was sort of on the fence. I, that was when I was still um, very much involved with Ed Jonas at the Portrait mm-hmm. Society. And he was a big uh, fan of the Florence Academy. And uh, and uh, I got a uh, actually a scholarship at that time. This was like 2003 through um, the uh, Art Renewal Center, which was awesome. And uh, I think that the scholarship only applied to certain schools. Uh, yeah, and yeah. Florence Academy was one of them. And I love Florence Academy, and that was a great reason to go. Um, and I went there, and I actually saw one of uh, Ted's drawings was in the student gallery then. <laughs> um, and uh, and I loved it. And actually, that was one of the reasons I wanted to leave and go to Water Street. <laughs> um, I, my apologies, Dan. Yeah, I was like, his is the best. No, I'm kidding. Florence Academy is awesome. <laughs> um, there, and... Uh, Flor- that was an amazing experience, by the way, because I was. Well, 2000- that would that would be your first sort of atelier was, yeah. studio experience, like and living in Italy and being surrounded by. Yeah, the gosh, yeah. I can, I can only artists. imagine. You're like, whoa, what yeah. is this? Is crazy. It was so. Ins- I was terrified. I remember flying over there and. Um, and my whole body was shaking because I had to stay in a hotel and then I was supposed to meet someone who was going to give me housing. And I wasn't totally confident that there was a Florence Academy. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure because there wasn't really the internet in the way that right, we have it now. Yeah. And so uh, there was a pamphlet and, and supposedly a place I was going to live. And I was staying in a hotel and I remember... The beginnings I, of that movie Taken. But it, was, <laughs> it was so much like Taken um, without <laughs> Liam Neeson. I was just the girl <laughs> by myself. And so, and then the day like I went and I met... I met the person, the realtor, I guess, of the apartment that I was going to stay in with three other students from the school, and he gave me the key, like a giant skeleton key, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and I went, and I went to the apartment, and I was the first one there, and I turned the skeleton key, and it snaps. <laughs> it just broke? <laughs> it just broke. And so I just sat down, and like, finally, like, this other guy from Scandinavia, Nor- uh, Norwegian, who was one of my roommates, he came along, and like, we tried to get the key out, and anyway, it was a big thing. Um, but I was, I was. How do you get the key out? I don't even remember, <laughs> honestly. I don't know. It's weird. I don't, I don't remember being that astonished by the lifestyle change when I was in Florence. Um, I mean, I, being in Italy was, but I mean, like the daily grind. I, I actually remember being more uh, sort of um, astonished by when uh, going to Water Street. Mm. Um, and I don't know if it was just because the method was so different, but I remember being at Jacobs. Uh, and just, you know, it's that thing when you work like a minimum wage job and like, you're like, I'm sure four hours have passed and you look at the clock and it's been like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. but, but I think Florence was, I, I don't know. First that. of all, Florence, I went there and I really wanted to learn Italian. And then I lived with, uh, three Scandinavians and then they taught in English. So it was <laughs> yeah. hopeless in that respect. But I don't know. I mean, it was amazing being in Italy. That was really hard to leave. And, and, you know, there, and I actually started, 
uh, at the same time with uh, Jordan Sokol, and we were good yeah. friends, and we had so much fun uh, there. And Jordan's roommates. awesome. He's amazing. And, and so all of that, it was just an incredible experience. It was a very hard decision, but ultimately it just came down to uh, looking at Jacob's work and looking at your all, uh, you guys um, and your work and, and Doug's work and just sort of deciding I wanted that. And yeah. so. You knew it might have fit your uh, aesthetic. Uh, aesthetic. I was going to say Definitely. personality, but no, it's aesthetic more. I think, I mean, it started certainly as an aesthetic choice. I loved, I loved that work and yeah. uh, even before I knew what was involved. But I'll tell you, I think what sealed the deal was just how compatible my personality is with uh, the method. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I took to it so strongly so i mean just getting into that a little bit mm -hmm. i mean the method is like it seems to me it's it's very analytical in terms mm -hmm. of like looking at something and then trying to understand it and you know maybe factoring in some science did you have like a scientific background like were you uh i, I was never anything like that and i don't even think of myself as being um I mean, I think I'm analytical. My mother was very analytical. I mean, you couldn't talk to her without having sort of some kind of analysis of whatever she was interested in. So I think that's certainly in my DNA in that respect. But I, I don't think of my... I'm not like a researcher by nature. Like Doug, for example. You are a researcher. I don't think so. I mean, maybe. I don't know. It's all relative. But Doug, for example, like something will come up. Like he was just... I was talking to him the other week and he read something some other, some, something some other artist wrote in a book about diffraction. So, Light diffraction. Yeah, and yeah. so like Doug, like he's he texts me and he's like blah 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 diffraction whoever whatever this artist said. Right. And like and then like I'm like okay, and then um you know an hour later he's like, you know already read like 18 websites <laughs> about it, and then he like set up an experiment in his studio. But I remember like things would come up and he would go get like poster board and like paint it different colors and be like look you know the and yeah and I've never been and I I, he's that. amazing he's so inspiring to me I mean I'm kind of teasing but like I mean that's incredible and I benefited so much from him being like it's that. amazing I'm not we like laugh that. we're all like that's awesome it's amazing <laughs> totally. I'm much more like uh, I think the extent that I go is much more just sort of. I would never pretend to be like good at logic in any formal sense, but just being like, well, look, if this happens, then doesn't it make sense that this yeah. happens? Like, in you know, if we were talking about, say, chroma and how chroma is, you know, uh, related the to light. intensity of a color. Right. Like, and, and if you're willing to say this about value, something we all take for granted, then doesn't it follow that you would say this about chroma? But I'm just, it, it all sort of stays at the kind of like, uh, verbal level. Yeah. I'm never like, you know, <laughs> you're not doing anything. actual experiments. <laughs> right. Right. You're like Tesla. So wait, talk about your process a little bit then. I mean, well, actually before you do that, did your process come out of the water street atelier or was it meaning, was it a kind of verbatim thing or is it, uh, did it develop into its own thing? I'm kind of setting yeah. you up. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I think it did. I mean, it certainly changed. I mean, Doug was my first exposure to it. Doug, uh, you know, I met him when he was at Water Street. Then he moved back to Florida. When I was done at Florence, I moved to um, uh, Doug's part of Florida, and I studied with him for a little while. And so he sort of um, taught me the Water Street uh, methodology. It was exactly what he was doing with Jacob. Right. And he was in, I think he started out in the, it's Dumbo, He had right? also gone to the New York Academy, hadn't he? He had. Right. He had. He had. Yeah, but, so it was in Dumbo when he first came, right, and, and then, then he moved over to Jacob's Midtown, studio yeah. on 69th Street. And uh, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, I learned that methodology from him, and, and then I think uh, from there to going um, and studying with Jacob, um, I was just, you know, there was something about it. I don't know if this was just my interpretation or if this was just the feel of 
how form was described at the time, but there was something mystical about it, you mm -hmm. know, sort of turning the form. And I, I, I don't know, I mean, I, I certainly um, subscribed to that in the beginning, and I, I always sort of had this sort of approach where it was like, I thought that perhaps, possibly, I was doing the right thing, <laughs> and then you would wait for Jacob or someone who was sort of in the know, you know, who had the force to come along and <laughs> tell you whether or not you were doing it. And, um, and I think progressively over the years, I just sort of got to where I had a, um, I guess a more rational sort of viewpoint on it, that it was just an illusion and you could sort of deconstruct it and you could talk about it in very practical terms. And I think 3D software and working in 3D software mm -hmm. uh, gave me at least the vocabulary um, to sort of talk about it in, in those terms. And that was a big um, pivotal moment. I when did that start? That started, 3D software. And you know, that's funny. I, I was after I started teaching at Grand Central, and um, I just always sort of fantasized about it. I mean, I just so amazed by that world. And um, it was actually uh, Connor, remember Connor, oh, yeah. our student, back in the day. And he was like, ah, have you ever heard of a program called Blender? You can download it. And I was like, no. And <laughs> so I went home that night. I'm like, some horribly old computer I had. It had like, like a half a gigabyte of RAM or something. <laughs> yeah. It was it was so Copy slow. Discs. It was just so slow, and I downloaded Blender and was trying to render these like complex things, and it would take like four hours for right. like a sphere to render. <laughs> but I was so amazed. It was actually through him that I got into that, and then I mean, I kind of stopped painting for a while. So because you were just, just learning kind of t a little bit of technology. It was so it was so amazing. I mean, it's, it's and it's, that's also bringing you back and connecting to your film. It's connected kind of so much. I mean, I never, I didn't plan any of it out. It right. just sort of worked out. I mean, there were so many, there were expanses of time where I would be out in my studio on my laptop, just trying to figure out how to like make some part of the texture be more opaque and then another part of a texture, this is in 3D software, yeah. another part of a texture more translucent and reflect differently. Some, and just realize what it really did was it just sort of made me aware of how much you could sort of take these principles and like build something from nothing. And that they, it made me like understand that there was something to it. Did you have a vision for what you were going to do with, or were no, you just kind of possessed by like a I desire to understand? You were just understand? Like curious. I, I think that, that this is what motivated me in the beginning. I didn't have any idea that they would um, uh, be a part of my uh, sort of video uh, business at all. Um, these animations and learning this 3D software. What I originally thought was um, had potential was building maquettes for uh, elaborate compositions. Mm -hmm. I thought not even in, in specific terms. I didn't really imagine rendering or you texturing mean vir virtual maquettes. Vir making a virtual yeah. maquette in very rudimentary terms, yeah. like you know basic ba uh, base meshes that would be like here's some cubes that are this building, here's a light source, and so I, as a model for like a exactly. big narrative painting. painting, right? That was the that like was a, the thing. like a Missonier, like how a Missonier. Oh would my like gosh! Yeah, build right, like horse, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dropping like, flowers. It was a way to do that yeah. on a screen on a and not my front yard, right? I, I don't. I think it's totally not only doable, but I think. I, I mean, I I have we both have friends at like Blue Sky mm -hmm. who does Rio and yeah and the Ice Age movies and Pixar. And I've talked to them about some of these 3D, you know, programs, and they're phenomenal. Like what they're able, to, they have like they have scientists come in, yep, and confirm right. things and talk to them about like how to tweak the software to make it more. I mean, they they go into the like the nano. Of well, right, have you seen that video on uh, the Disney scientists working out how the iris? 
uh, and the pupil sort of contracts. And no, I it, it's amazing because they were, you know, very worried about the uncanny valley and how there's something unnerving looking into a three gen, a three D. Um, computer-generated eye, and you know, there's just been so much work in the AI community trying to make you know uh, robots and and computer-generated yeah. uh, yeah. uh, people uh, less unnerving to us, and wow. um, they've found out that you know, like our and, and each person might be different. I, I you know, am probably going to do a bad job at describing this. I encourage anyone to look this up. You can look up like Disney. Uh, I scientists on YouTube and probably find the video, but they just basically discovered that you know people's iris and pupil would sort of change and fluctuate as they talked, and that we would pick up on that subconsciously, and that when you looked at a computer I'm animated person, at your was, oh, we still vibrating. Made, made you really. It was amazing. It kind of unnerved you or something like that. Right, and and yeah, if they were if they were static, um, yeah, they would yeah. be unnerving. And so now I put a little jitter in my paintings. To, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I, I think that that stuff is just incredibly fascinating. But it was also just look, we, you know, we all as you know teachers here. Well, I, formerly myself, a teacher here <laughs> at Grand Central Atelier. But you know, over the years, we've all talked about these different principles. We talk yeah. about you know diffuse reflection or form light. We yeah. talk about specular reflection or highlight. These things that are very helpful to us when we observe something, um, and for me to go into software, having used that language before as a painter, and it all f sort of felt hypothetical, but then you go into a software and you, there's nothing, and then you have to set those properties. Right. And then when you set those properties alone, you know that you're isolating that one idea. Right. Because it, there aren't other things in this virtual environment. There isn't an that atmosphere. Your, it's all your stuff that you create. Right. You just make the thing. Like when you're in front of a model, you're like, whoa, there's, there's all this so information much. in front of me, and I don't know what to do, and I have right. to sort of simplify <laughs> it. And well, that's what's so great about these principles is that, you know, uh, it's, it's not as though I don't think any of us are taking these ideas and just painting these ideas, right? Mm -hmm. We're just, because it's when you look at anything, it's so overwhelming. Yeah. And if you can have a few things that help you understand it a little better, I think one of the big things, I would imagine you guys would agree, is just to know what a highlight is. Do you remember when you didn't know what a highlight was? It's and high. I just sort of, when a specular reflection, like imagine a ball that has, um, like, uh, that's, that's glossy, right? You can imagine the difference between a glossy ball <laughs> and, a, and a dull ball. <laughs> glossy balls have... This is what gets us in trouble. <laughs> a glossy ball will have, um, you know, a shimmer on it, a highlight. Right. Um, and a dull ball will have no highlight. Um, and so I feel like uh, before I was aware that there was a difference between what that highlight was, that specular reflection, and the rest of the light effect on it, that I would just sort of conflate the two. And particularly, particularly before I studied uh, in an atelier setting and started working from life, I would work from photography. Well, when mm -hmm. you know you work from photography, and that's a whole other topic. I'm not making any broad statements there, um, but uh, right now. But uh, oftentimes, if you say take a picture and you don't know any better, and you take a middle exposure, look, your highlight and your um, top form light is going to merge. Mm -hmm. And the two would become yeah. the, very the, confused. The, yeah, the, the <laughs> camera does all the thinking for you, and it has, no, it has no brain, so it just sort of compacts everything into one thing. So Well, it certainly depends on how you expose the photo. I mean, that's yeah. not to But say you're always you... going to, like, miss out on some stuff, it, a lot. I, w I would say that, look, I mean... Yeah, that's a unless you do like a light, medium, and a dark exposure, well, right? And which you could and do split the difference, and, and you would do that if you were familiar with some yeah. of these ideas, and that you know uh, these ideas would really help in that in that um, in that sense. But 
um, I feel like, you know, knowing what a highlight was to be able to understand it as a different kind of thing to sort of imagine it as a mirror like reflection and uh, to understand that that would mean um, different color properties um, than the top form light. And so that's just one of those principles. It doesn't mean that I superimpose that over anything I'm seeing. I'm sure, you know, you know, no one here w would, would do that. But it, it certainly helps you sort out what is so confusing about anything we observe. Right. Yeah. So a lot of this, so the idea of going back to the learning the program mm -hmm. is that you're, you're, in, you're, you're taking these, these ideas, these thoughts, these uh, disciplines, and individually right. sort of setting Isolating them. them. Right. And, you, and, and that actually helped you kind of do the same with your with your painting it absolutely did i mean take the highlight example you know i have a lot of i, I i've purchased a lot of uh 3d scans of you know uh, figures or um portraits you know and they're so high resolution it's amazing it's insane and then to take that person right and of course their texture is three-dimensionally photographed as well so and there's this uv map out, right? and they flatten it out but then you you apply the uv texture back to the mesh but you can do whatever you want with it so okay let's imagine i set establish um certain parameters here and i set the texture to look as realistic as possible and i render it and it looks like a real person but then to go in and isolate a thing like the specularity right the glossiness and to turn that all the way up and suddenly it's that like person's like the silver surfer and like, it's like the highlights take on new meaning. You're like, there are highlights in the way that I see a, like literally see a light fixture reflected in a mirror. Yeah, and right. I see where those are. And then you can slowly turn that down and you watch what was a reflection of the light source. Like you'd see in a mirror become more diffused. The edges take on a certain quality. There's like subsurface stuff that are like individual, like sort of outer perimeter, like the suburbs of the highlight, mm -hmm. yeah. right? <laughs> and to see that transformation and be like, I get it. Like that gives me a clue as to how to handle the edges around highlights. It gives me certainly a clue as to how to handle the color and the chroma going mm -hmm. down if it's a white light source and it's more a mere like reflection of that white light, achromatic light source. It gives you something to operate on. I think when you um, even look into the past and you see how connected the artists were with science, mm -hmm. and generally that you're kind of you're 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 taking on that tradition where. The science now of the of the optics is like you can look into the computer and of course there's a whole bunch of other things you can look at that aren't um, computer based but there's an amazing amount of information and technology in optics that you could research in yeah on the computer and and programs because they're actually they're implement they're they're adding the science into new programs and the, the more advanced it gets. And again, back to the whole Pixar and, you know, blue sky the, from the friends I know there, they, they, they employ a lot of scientists oh, to I mean, come in course, and yeah. help them. Cause right. they're, they're like, the we're, we're, we're artists. We don't know what we're doing. What should we be doing? And we're like, well, if this is going to be this, this is what's going to happen in nature. Right. And then figure out a way to put it into the program. And then they're, they're it's programmers. All, right. It in. It's all math. I mean, like the inverse square law, and you know, yeah. any of the algorithms that they're going to use for these shaders to be to make a material look translucent. Well, I think when you started teaching at the Grand Central uh, Academy, mm -hmm. is your um, your influence and language started? I, I saw a big. In, uh, I saw a big jump in oh, people's understanding thanks. because of the like what you were saying it was the language part. 
Like there are a lot of times when I don't know if Ted does it, but I, I know I'd be like, I don't know. You you know, it's this thing. It's kind of like, you know what I mean? And people are like, yeah, but I know they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I would about. say the highlight and people were like, you mean the diffuse? Yeah. Then then like, 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 uh, the scientific word that right. they learned from Scott. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. <we're> like, well, <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, that thing. The, yeah. I mean, well, thank you for saying that. And I mean, I think it's fun. I mean, a lot of the language comes from two sources for me. I mean, uh, Doug to begin with. And then of course the software was big for me and, 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 you know, that's the language they use. And, and if you use different software, they use different language. So, um, you know, nothing. It's funny because you don't see that language when you look at the old manuals. You know, the things that we love so much, you right. see a little bit of it. But I feel like, the, they, they, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm not um, a, an art historian by any stretch of the imagination. And um, so I'd be hesitant to really say anything about uh, paintings from history. But I feel like, it, it's, it's you know, particularly in the 19th century, I feel like they clearly understood it, even if the language wasn't the same. I mean, Absolutely understood it. But I feel like, um, okay, so when I first started at Grand Central Academy, I was so nervous, and um, my uh, way of handling that was just, just completely... Uh, filling my critiques with technical language. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are you I hiding use behind big words. Nobody just, will know. I mean, I would just railroad people with like just <laughs> nonsense um, just so they wouldn't ever say challenge me. Um, <laughs> um, but I mean, I became aware of that. I mean, I definitely did that and I became aware of it. And, um, and then I started thinking about some of the usage, some of the terms like, okay, let's take specular reflection and highlight. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that distinction is important because what is, the use of specular reflection mean? It means that, look, by using that um, that term, you're specifically talking about a kind of reflection in a more scientific way. And I think that you think think of all the art books that you've seen, even ones that are continue to be published, where highlight is just talking about a value hierarchy. So the point of the light most the facing part, highest light, highest yeah, light, light, right? And so that's you want to certainly distinguish what we're talking about and what a highlight is from that. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to say specular reflection, that clearly does it. Um, but well, you're being incredibly specific, right? And when you're teaching, it helps, especially in the beginning to be incredibly specific right. because there isn't any, um, there's not an interpretation that you're allowing the student to do. Cause you don't know what their interpretation is right. yeah. down the road. Once they get, they are trained and they're more trained and educated, then you can leave it up to their interpretation because at least they know how to handle the information. Right. But I, I, I know teaching, coming in to teach and talking to students, um, and they'd be like, well, Scott said this and Scott said that. And I'd be like, yeah, he's right. Well, I, I certainly know from my own experience, you know, th there were those moments when I just understood what I was seeing you know, that much better because of a certain idea that yeah. was given to me. And then it just look, obviously painting requires just an enormous amount of practice and time, yeah. Yeah. you know, pushing the paint around. That's yeah. undeniable. I mean, that's the, you know, um, but there are those pivotal moments when you're like, Oh, there's, you know, I understand this thing. And so now I can go in and, and make decisions better. Now um, that learning that type of stuff back to the process, um, did it start shaping your process more and more? as far as like, I start at this point and I end like this. Oh, that's mean, interesting, yeah. You mean like working with these ideas and working yeah. with the software? But then, then it becomes very specific because you have, you know, I'm, I'm basing this and we'll get to them as your your tutorials, which are awesome. I well, love them. You. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about They're going to put us teachers out of business. That's, yeah, the, idea. that's the idea. <laughs> I'm targeting Ted. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's uh, not going to be too that hard. hard. <laughs> uh, so, so like you, you have a specific process you teach. Now, 
like, I mean, I'm sure we can, like, I have a process. It's actually incredibly similar to your process. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you, you off-road all the time and you do things off-process. But I think teaching is very specific, you know, it's really good to always do this thing yeah, over and right, over. Right. So how did all this information start leading you to, like, have a process that is very digestible and very, I, I, I feel very... Uh, logical to teach. It took it took me a while to sort of settle in with a particular process. I mean, for example, when I when I finished um, at Water Street, I was studying in Midtown with Jacob, which was the best time to study. But that's a different story. But he was doing a big figurative show, and so my experience studying wasn't this regimented. Like I didn't get a lot of critique time, right. but I watched Jacob paint. Mm-hmm. You know, for a solid year yeah. and a half, I watched him paint, and that was amazing. And but um, nevertheless, towards the end of my time studying, I was all over the map. And I remember my final paintings while I was there, the last paintings I did, I was painting general to specific. I was like massing all in. I was uh-huh. drawing on the canvas. I was <laughs> all over the place. Which you don't do normally. I don't do it that you at all that now. Right, I, yeah. I do the very, you know, um, I guess what people would describe, you know, uh, as window shading, yeah. that very much finish as you go, a linear drawing that's transferred. And you do it very um, to finish, like, automatically and i'm kind of like oh he almost finishes it right away <laughs> right and i don't know look i i work with a, uh, a number of people i i uh, teach online with a lot of people that work in very different ways and for me and in, in, in that experience i take these ideas and i apply it to other um, approaches so i i'm not um you know militantly in support of the way i work it just connects so much with me and yeah. i and and you know, so when I left Water Street and I was working in this different way, and then I began my professional career, and I was kind of work, when I was doing a lot of those whaling paintings, I was doing, I was trying so many different kinds of things. I had this idea of doing like totally optical uh, underpaintings, almost like a large poster study. I was trying that for a while, and then painting form on top of it. For whatever reason, it just after many years, um, I came back to this incredibly narrow model the form to a high finish. As just, you go, I just connected with it yeah, so right. much. I feel like. I get ex- most excited when I go into the studio to do that. Mm. Um, other kinds of things, for whatever reason, I, it's harder for me to get as interested in. When I know I'm going to go in and I'm going to make the thing, I'm going to make it, like now, yeah, like, like all you, of it. Like right out of the starting gate. Like, I'm just <laughs> like, I don't care until I'm making the thing. So I was like, I should just So you need to it. put that pressure on yourself to like so. paint this nose the best I don't possible. feel good. I mean, do you guys feel that? I feel I, I don't feel I good at the end of the day if like I just had a day where I set shit up. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. I don't yeah. care. Like I yeah. don't like myself, and I can't relax <laughs> and play video games that night. And so if I like paint a nostril, I don't care if it's just a nostril, but it's so real. Like I can go to sleep right. happy. And so I think that's what's happened to me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I I definitely get jazzed the same way you do, but at, at other times, depending on my mood, I it, it sometimes is too much pressure but you deal with so much more te- i'm sorry to interrupt no, Ted, but you just deal with so much texture too like i feel like i deal with like a constant local i'm only like yeah a but painter. you get i don't know i mean we your result is sort of extraordinary it also you know, takes like, a leap of faith to yeah. paint a nostril and accept like this is a great nostril right. and then know that the painting is going to come together around that nostril yeah, like that's not, a really yeah, hard yeah, thing yeah. to pull not off. necessarily knowing it's like right. playing the ultimate game of chess in the sense that you're thinking 500 moves ahead <laughs> where well, you're like I mean, it's, yeah it's i'm gonna start up this complex. nose and let me let me just describe for for somebody who might not know what what um scott talking about is scott pretty much at you, Jay. grabs uh starts <laughs> painting on a part of the form and pretty much three-dimensionally as if in a very sculptural way starts walking around the form little by little 
describing each point in space uh, where this as it where, relates to the light as source. it relates to the light source. So what it looks like when you're looking at him paint is that he's painting little like you know inch by inch and finishing as he goes. Almost uh, like there's a finished painting and you're un- just pulling the white canvas off yeah. piece by piece. Yeah. So so uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so we could get I could so you have to think way ahead because once you start at the tip of this nose, let's say I'm just sort of you know just making it, but. You, you have to know what it's going to be like when you finish, like, the collarbone, you know? You know what I mean? It's like, so you have to almost think so far ahead to know that, all right, I might not see and not might not be able to compare this part of the nose with other things that I've put down, but I know that if I... If I'm just thinking three-dimensionally, I'm thinking vir- virtually, you know, conceptually is what we use here at the uh, Grand Central a lot, is that by the time I get down to the collarbone, it should all work out right. like a puzzle. Right. Like it should all fit together very nicely. And very often for many, many people, it doesn't. Well, but it doesn't, for you, it does. It doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> oh, it does. I swear to you, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Um, I censor my Instagram posts carefully to make it appear <laughs> to be the case. I mean, that's the thing about my Every, videos. He's on all the time. <laughs> my, my, exactly. Well, look, I mean, I'm, I'll do like a 40, 50-hour painting. So wait, and are I you saying your, your videos are trick photography? <laughs> Definitely trick photography. Yes. I actually just make a jaclay of a photo, and I just over it white, and I wipe it away slowly as I go. Right. Um, no, I, well, first of all, one of the most important um, developments in my life as an artist, uh, was in summer of two, no, um, I don't remember when this was, um, I met this girl. when I, uh, when I learned how to go back in and correct form, right. um, because I didn't, I didn't know how to do that. I was terrified for a number of years, even after my studies and I was making paintings for, um, Cavalier galleries. And it was just like, I either get it right or I don't, because anytime I tried to go back in and correct, I just destroyed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that was, a, a, um, you know, I think it was uh, Josh LaRock was, uh, you know, he was very interested in Bouguereau at the time. And so he was trying these things that were a little outside of what we were normally doing in the um, sort of Water Street uh, community. Yeah. And so that kind of pushed me to start working with, you know, linseed oil and oiling out and going back in. And, and it was a disaster at first, had so many seams. And basically, I just got more familiar with it. And now, I, can't, I mean, every single painting I do, every painting, I essentially paint twice. Yeah. And I go back over and correct. So well, it's here, it layers. So you're layers. going over in layers. Yeah. Well, here's the main thing I do wrong. Um, almost with every single painting that's figurative <laughs> is I almost always, because I always start on heads when I paint a figure, is I almost always overturn from the top of the head down to the chin. So the chin is too dark. Too or, dark. It looks yeah. like a different light source the head, than the right. torso, Dead which is torso. still fully illuminated. So I have to remodel right, that. Yeah. And actually, it's gone the other way towards some of the more recent ones where I've... You make the uh, chin too constant, light. I make it too light. Right. And then I'm, you know, because I'm so terrified <laughs> of doing that. Well, I think one of the dangers that I've, you know, when I would talk to students sometimes about that is when you get pretty good at that, like, mm-hmm. you know, the idea of just jump, getting on the form and painting first layer, it, like it could look pretty good, if not like really good, mm-hmm. but it can always be better. And I always say that I think paint looks better on top of dry paint. Like when you put that second paint layer on, on that, like, that's when it really, yeah, well, it's hard to paint, you know, opaque enough and exactly enough that, like, you're especially not, when you're kind yeah. of crawling across the form like that. So is, yeah. what I, what I've found out, what I've seen is people do a, a good job, maybe not the greatest job, and I'm like, you have to be willing and brave to go over all your work mm-hmm. because it's good, but it could be better. Like I and I know this 
through but experience. But it can also be worse. That's true. But I knew this through experience. And I'd be like, in my head, I'm almost like, well, it's 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 pretty good, and I'm oh, you end up like kind of just noodling around it and not committing to mm-hmm. being like just go over it, like yeah. just be brave, be and just go over it and refix the form. Right. And 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 so back, you know, when I was watching your videos, um, you sent me two of your videos, and I watched it, and you you do like your first layer i was like that's amazing and you're like okay so now i'm going to do the revision the revision layer right, right. and you go and you and you go over all your stuff like and it's I'm like, amazing oh my god what is he doing yeah, and just... then it just looks like that much better and i know this in real life when you see the paintings in real life they just look much better because like i was saying paint on top of paint looks beautiful well there's the translucency and the translucency you start I mean, to get that's like just what oil you're starting is. to get the paint the light going through the paint layers coming right. back out to our eyes and it has this glowing effect i had a lot of trouble with that at first you know and i to be honest you were actually one of the people that inspired me with that because mm-hmm. i remember looking at some of the um there was one painting in particular you did back in midtown when uh, it was the grand central Academy, and mm-hmm. you were doing a still life. Um, I think it was a still life for you know the gallery, but you were doing it kind of as a demo. It was a demo, piece. yeah, yeah, and it had a brown box kind of in it. I think, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And you were doing it in many layers, and that was sort of new at that time. I mean, everything was so much like you know you finish the form as you go, and that was right around the time that I was struggling with that. And what I fa- I was having so much trouble with was that not having that second layer look beautiful, having that opaque sort of dead look oh, where yeah. the light didn't pass oh, through. It's like yeah, a little and it took gray. me so long to learn like the right, you know, I, I don't know what the equation was it is. Like I an amount of paint you were I think it was amount of paint, amount of medium, like mm. and the translucency and, and, and um, you know, I don't have an equation I go by, I do it by feel, you know, intuitively in terms of grabbing the medium and how much to mix into the paint. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I finally got the handle on that to where my second layer does look better. It looks more luminous. I like the way it looks in real life. But I struggled with that, and and so I don't know. I think that's hard. How did you embark on the videos? I yeah, mean, that's so that's like your career has taken this whole other turn where you're you're producing that started as these these webisodes, mm-hmm. these short webisodes where you had like a condensed version of how you think about painting, and now it's become like a a, a big thing for you like it's it's occupying i mean how much of your time does it occupy how much time do you have to paint your narrative paintings well yeah i mean to be honest i have i, I don't know well we'll get to be, uh, my uh, sort of schedule and how much time i paint right. but um i uh started it kind of i just didn't even really know i mean i don't Things worked out all right, but I never really had a plan. So you were just like fooling around well, with the software. But, I mean, you're a filmmaker, you're so you're filmmaker, like, hey, let me I like, put these two pieces love together. Editing. I love editing. It's so fun. I mean, not... I Who should, doesn't? Right. I love editing. It turns out I really hate editing. Um, <laughs> but at the time, I thought I loved it. I loved, I loved um, when I made films, and I loved I love editing two people, like talking and having a scene and having, you know, uh, over-the-shoulder shots and putting if all that together. you never need a few extras for one of your uh, That would be amazing. I think we should. Uh, but uh, but the reality of you know editing your hand coming into a frame and painting basically nothing um, like a little tiny thing is the most horrible thing ever. But um, I uh, I really wanted to just edit and work with software again, and so I just started. I made the little video, and I wasn't even the first webisode I made. Um, I never really thought I was going to put it online. I just kind of filmed myself sort of as a joke and uh, just, just to see how the, just to see like, how the equipment yeah. worked. And yeah. then I was like, ah, I'll just put it out there. And you know how things were back then. I mean, it wasn't as the YouTube sort of tutorial community, at least with art, wasn't as um, you know 
robust, I guess, as it is now. And so I put it out there and it got good feedback. So I was yeah. like, I'll just do I'll just another one. Yeah. <laughs> and then I did another one and I just kept doing them. And then that's when I got into the, the first few have no 3D animations. Yeah. Then it was just an excuse to play around with the 3D software. It was like, I need to justify the incredible <laughs> amount of time I'm devoting to this. So I just started making like balls in software, in the software. Yeah. Yeah. Were they shiny like, or? They, I had some shiny balls. I, the, my favorite one was, uh, there's this one webisode where it starts out and it's just these three balls and they're like in on this plane and like there's a translucent ball and a shiny ball and a dull ball and um and then i just start i'm like form it's when light and i sound like you know the opening of star trek um, <laughs> like, um but uh yeah so that Space. yeah but you know those webisodes if you guys have seen some of them i mean yeah. they're ridiculous the music's like trumpeting like you, <laughs> you know really like the cavalry is coming in and i'm like talking about form and they're insane in some level but i kind of love that about them and then uh yeah then i was basically like well look i mean i'm spending so much time making these i should probably try to make some money <laughs> doing this yeah. right and then uh you know and uh the need for money is an incredible motivator yes. um, yeah, yeah. because when I made my second video, we were buying our house and we had all this stuff happen to where we just suddenly needed like a lot right. of cash. So I was like, all right. And like, I just like made this <laughs> video this in like a, a couple days. <laughs> like, was um, that the, was that the, the portrait painting? No, demo? that was the figure one. Cause you've uh, done like seven. I've, I've got now. seven now. Yeah. And, uh, that, that one was the figure demonstration. It was yeah. the second one I made and I just, you know, fast tracked it. And I would, I just went insane, um, and made that video. And then it was funny cause whatever, I don't even remember the details, but we need, suddenly we needed like all this cash. And then I made the video like a maniac. I was like taking like caffeine pills and, like, <laughs> and, like, and, like, and then finally, like coffee's not going to do it. I need raw. <laughs> no, caffeine. no, I was like, I was just horrible. Like coffee I like animals. Kristen, my wife just was like, she just couldn't be around me. And like, and uh, anyway, I made I made the video and it was successful. And then like we literally found out the next day that we didn't actually need that cash. It was like a mistake. <laughs> so, like, so I was like, you're all still hopped up on like, yeah. like what does that mean? What am I gonna do with all this cash? Hold on, let me lift this house. <laughs> um, I want to buy an old 16 millimeter camera. Um, so anyway, that that uh, that's how that got made. But then yeah, once once uh, you know, it sort of um, I found my groove, I guess. Then I just got into this rhythm where um, I'm kind of make. One every year and I make it around the holidays and uh it's it's been a lot of fun and and actually this year stocking stuffer yeah exactly look I mean <laughs> it's a great gift guys <laughs> how many, when you're making them how uh, I mean you're doing a very high level thing you're doing it on Thanks. camera um and it's kind of extraordinary to think that oh wait you're teaching the the way we really do it like the hard way it's not like, hey, let me do this really quick and let right, me just right, skip right. over all the important stuff just so it's like a, a, a showy thing. Well, I definitely, you know? yeah, that was important. Thank you for saying all that. And, and, and you describe a lot. Uh, like as you're doing right. it, you're also doing something, not to interrupt you. No, but no, no. What you're also doing is that you're describing, you're, you're talking about what you're thinking right. as you're mechanically describing something also. Yes. Well, thank you. I, I mean, I really appreciate that. And I had this really bad tutorial, uh, art tutorial um, experience uh, when I was... <laughs> Um, I don't remember. It was like the late '90s, early 2000s, and I really wanted to learn how to paint. And so I bought one of the you know popular tutorials that yeah. were advertised in the magazines. And I was so turned off by this video. I think like secretly in the back of my mind that sort of um, planted the seed of wanting to one day make a good like tutorial. Because <laughs> yeah. well, one of the, the things way about it this really is I won't say who this artist was, but um, 
you know, anyone who's seen it will know <laughs> by this story. But like, I, I, you know, you see the picture of this video in the magazine and you see the picture of the painting that's going to be in right. it. And I was like, that's, that painting's awesome. I really want to paint like that. I want to know like how that. that was made. Right. And so like, I get this, you know, it's VHS, double VHS. Yeah. <laughs> and I get this video and I'm so excited. It was like $160, which is this memory of this and that being $160 is one of the reasons I decided early on I was only going to charge, you know, under $50 for any yeah. video. $20 was my first one. That's awesome. Um, cause I just was like, I had to scrape together this money and then I was ultimately disappointed. And I really want people's expectations to be low too when they buy my things. <laughs> but in, in any event, so I watched this video and I was like watching it. I get through the first VHS and it was just not like anything on the canvas. Yeah. And then like I get to the second VHS and, and it's we're like getting near almost the, all done. It's almost all done. I'm like, what, this isn't what's happening. How did you get <laughs> from then, a blank canvas to a finished painting? And then the artist all of a sudden it fades to the painting that's used to advertise it. And it's the same model from the same angle. And it's like, this is what I would have done if, you know, I was in the studio longer and whatever. And I was like, Oh my God, like, that's so bad. And so I was so upset by that. So ripped off. And so I just felt like when I started making the videos, again, I didn't really plan it out, but I think just on an intuitive level, I felt like I want to show what really goes into right. making these. I want to show brushstroke by brushstroke, like how it really and, yeah. goes down. And how are you going to do that when, look, to be if I'm honest about my process, my process requires, right. as you know, with um, any of us, and we're painting in this, you know, general tradition, it's going to take 30, 40, 50, 60, 80 right. hours to I do know. what we and do. You, and you mentioned that. You're like, okay, I'm doing this. And even though it looks like it's like, this takes a really long time to do. Right. I, and I, I think, you know, not putting these sort of false expectations on people. Right. And a lot, I think I remember one of the videos you were saying, okay, this might be hard at first, and but what it, what it takes is a lot of practice. Like right. you just got to do this over and right. over. It's not like, oh, just listen, do this one thing and you're going to be as good as I am. Like well, right. there was none of that. Like you didn't feel like it was. No, I know. And I, I mean, I think that's true. And you know, one of the other things I know you guys, have, I'm sure said this a million times, how important it is to, uh, not start over mm. because how often, you know, you always think when as you're studying per Tony Ryder's advice. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, think about how, how I, I just think back on how I thought that I would learn how to paint. And then there would just be this like incredible nirvana of making amazing paintings from there yeah, on right. out. It just starts. I've yeah. never yeah. felt better about myself. Like ever, <laughs> like that's never gotten better. And I want to give up. I want to stop every painting. Right. There are paintings that I'll stop. Like I, I will, I will say, I'm not going to work on this anymore. Like I will give up. Um, but I, almost never it will almost never be because of something technical or like a performance thing like i sucked at form or mm -hmm. this is bad i try not to ever let myself stop for that reason there are sometimes when i'm like this is a bad idea yeah. like this painting is just gross yeah and it shouldn't be in the world um, and like, i'll stop for that reason just put an end to it this is no one's gonna like this even if i paint it well yeah when you shoot are you are you shooting i'm assuming you're shooting multi-camera now i do I'll I'll shoot, yeah, I shoot multi-camera for the palette, but I, that's it. That's the only... And it's all you. You're doing it start to finish. You do just you edit. You do... I do everything. That's not going to... Um, the way I'm, the reason I'm sort of describing this strangely is that that's changing now. Um, I'm sort of... Production uh, value. Oh, I mean, we're bringing in... No. Your um, old roommate's just coming my in. My old roommate's to, coming in, and then, the key and then my wife, and <laughs> we're going to just... No, um, I, I, um, I, I, I've partnered, I have a partner now, and we're sort of basically taking what I've done and, and sort of um, changing it a little bit and, and 
Um, so I won't be hopefully filming everything anymore. Yeah. But yeah, up till this point, even this last video I, I just made, um, it was a matter of, you know, a lot of the times for the shots of me talking into the camera, you know, I put my laundry basket on the chair to focus on that. <laughs> and then I hit record and I run over and knock the laundry basket yeah. out of the way. <laughs> And, uh, and hit record for me, you know, I just get into this routine where, you know, look, a model comes and I get the light set up and then I have my cameras just right there and I just hit now, record. And are, are the paintings, like, are you able to do the paintings that you want to do in the videos at all? Or are those, are those parts of paintings that you want to do? Or is it something like your own work is something totally separate from the videos? That, that has changed over the years. For the first many years when I did it, I found it so difficult to paint at the sort of angle right. to like accommodate yeah. the camera coming in. Yeah. Right. Um, and, uh, and so I could never perform as well. The paintings in the early videos were just like, I, I, I was actually very appalled by them. <laughs> and I was just like, because I, you know, spent so much time and had to make money. I just had to suck it up and put them out there, which is yeah. a good lesson. I mean, I, you know, I think that's a good thing to do. In general. But you probably look back. I mean, I, I don't know. I have the experience. I look back and I'm like, Oh, what was I so upset? They're not about? near yeah. ever. They're almost never as bad right. as you think they are. Yeah. Um, but no, but those paintings I never did anything with. And I will say the most recent video, um, I did, I don't know, a number of paintings in, and, um, one of them on is one form. on form, <laughs> but one of the paintings in that, in that video is actually just a regular painting is going to be one of, uh, uh, the paintings I use for other things. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really do galleries anymore, yeah, but yeah. I'm going to enter it in a competition. So, um, yeah, yeah. which I just missed the deadline for. So that's awesome. So you just <laughs> totally bailed on galleries and you're just, you're able to kind of do your own thing now. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about galleries. I mean, I sort of had the thing over the last year, I think where I just kind of would say that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do that anymore and I'm not committed to that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. I, I clearly made a break where I, I said, look, I'm going to do this other thing as my business. Mm -hmm. And that for me, it was very good to not, I didn't like where I was going when I was going into the studio thinking about making paintings um, to sell them. I, 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 uh, I don't want to say that in a way that I think that's a bad thing. I certainly don't. I don't like how I was. I've never when fallen I did in that. <laughs> I, I remember you saying about your seascapes, you're like, you know, you would think I'd be tired of them, but I still, it was what yeah. you genuinely wanted to do. You were investigating something. It just yeah. so happened that, and I think that the same is true for um, you, Tony, that you guys paint things that you're passionate about, you yeah. care about. I never get the sense from your work that you're painting anything but what you care about deeply. And if it but sells, people love it. But your who stuff cares? sells. My work is just, did you see what I posted recently? Like I painted a woman and there's a robot behind her. Yeah. I saw like, that. What yeah. is the market what for that? It? It's just some there's insane a big thing. market but for look, women there and is robots. Actually. The videos, well, that may be true, but not, they're not, it's not a market I'm familiar with um, or that you're going to find a Nantucket. Jay can introduce you. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think about like, you know, with the, with, there's a couple things, you know, with the videos and me making a clear decision that that was going to be um, what I'd focus on from a business point of view actually allowed me to paint more in the week. I paint more than I ever have. Mm. Um, and I paint the things I'm into. I mean, my big problem now is actually just not finishing things, right? And and I'm actually using competitions, even though I've actually never just to force yourself just to just finish. to give myself a deadline. I've nice. missed them all. I haven't actually entered any <laughs> the of them. The idea of the competitions just you're using, the idea. yeah, yeah. Potentially, if I were to enter it, I would right. have to have it done in a month. If I were to be responsible, yeah. <laughs> I would fit. No, right. but that's very helpful. But I, you know, I'm gonna 
I think I'm going to be in a show this year. I agreed to it. <laughs> but then a, the, the gallery sent me a contract and it made me like really unhappy. Yeah. So I just kind of put it somewhere in my house and I didn't sign it. So I think I'm still going to send them something. <laughs> but may or may not happen. I don't know. I mean, I'm still represented by Cavalier. Right. In, in, in Connecticut and, and New York yeah. and now oh, he's that's on right. in New York and Street, out yeah. in Nantucket right. right yeah and I still have, I have a bunch of you do, yeah. Him, yeah yeah so but I mean I, I think it's like you know when we start talking about you know artists we admire and love their work and everything and they're not out there as as often the good thing about yeah, social that's... media and stuff is it's i can see your work right but you always want to see it things, in person i want to see your work in part in person right. you, know? you came up to my area and i was like you can't come to my studio yeah yeah you're just kind of like um i don't want to be uh but my studio is really messy right now i'm like dude i know I'm, it's all good <laughs> i was I being it. such I, a I get like jerk that. that no but no i get like that as well so i was like i think no i'm right here with my daughter and my wife and we're hanging out with your kids well i had my kids yeah last time my daughter came in my studio she Americans. put cadmium orange in her mouth, so <laughs> oh, man. I'm still afraid of like the results <laughs> of that. But so what is um so now you're going now you're partnered up and you're gonna yeah. be going um I'm assuming you're gonna start making more videos. Do you have an yeah. idea of where you without sort of no, yeah, um, saying exactly what it is, where you're gonna go with it? And and also and uh, it's a two part question. Sure. And man. also describe to me the online mentoring. Okay. That's, I mean, they go, well, let's to, talk about the online mentoring. All right. first. Um, <laughs> okay. um, it, well, so they, the, 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 um, answer to those questions kind of all fit together. Um, I began about a year and a half ago. I started doing online mentoring. Um, basically I just was like, just through your website. Yeah. I, um, knew some people. It sort of started, um, I knew a, a, a couple people that had taken workshops with me, um, here uh, at grand central and, and different places that wanted to continue sort of studying, but they couldn't, they didn't have the means or their circumstances were such that they couldn't move to the city to keep studying. One guy in uh, particular, his name's Asa, he's, uh, lives in upstate um, New York, and I actually go up there often because my wife's family. Uh, he's so unbelievably talented. He was in a couple workshops here at GCA in Midtown a couple years ago, and uh, he was so good, and then he was like, took those ideas, he took like Will's or Colleen's workshop and my workshop, and then he, and he was, he was good during those workshops. And then he went home and he was like, oh, I've been playing around with these form ideas and like sends me an image of a still life that was like way better than I could paint. <laughs> and it was just really exciting to see like somebody, you know, for the most part, and it's certainly been my personal experience that I went and studied this stuff. I studied it and I had, you know, constant feedback. I was in that environment, but there are people out there just that like can take He's very much a case of that. And he, and I met many others who there's another guy I work with in the UK and he's just phenomenal. He's phenomenal. And he hasn't ever formally studied and his cast drawings are as good as anything I've ever seen. Mm. And so I just really wanted to kind of be able to make something available and also make money. Yeah, <laughs> <of course. laughs> All altruistic. Win-win. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people who can't move to New York or move right. to Connecticut right. or move to Florence. I wouldn't be able to now. Um, remember how hard it was to get any of this info? It was all this big mystery. What yeah. was Water Street? Like yeah. it was like this. And not I mean, only because of, oh, it's the internet. Yes, it is the internet, but also the information, like when I'm talking to people, right. like physically. Right. 
they know way more. Oh yeah, sure. And whether it's the internet or just sharing of ideas or just sharing of ideas via the or suggested donation or suggested. I think that's been a huge thing. I've noticed. Um, Yeah, it is. I I agree. But you're of making it available to people who might not be able to go to the Grand Central Atelier, Florence, or anything. So how is there a like way you set it up? You tell them, well, you need to have a camera, or you need to do this, you need to do that. This is how I do it. My, you know, it started out, and if you read my website. It was funny because when I made Scott that part Widdell. of my website, scottwiddle.com. Um, uh, two D's, two No, else. it's actually not the website. It's Scott Widdell Fine Art. I don't <laughs> even know what Scott Widdell Fine Art. Um, just Google Scott Widdell. Just, yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. Uh, and so I... Just it, Google me, dude. Just, yeah, just put Scott. I'll be the first Scott. No, uh, <laughs> um, no I... I was when I made that part of my website, I get a little embarrassed because I was like super into like writing like good marketing material, like <laughs> you know, make your dreams a reality. Like, you, should read it. you guys will have a good laugh. Um, anyway, um, so at that time, I was sort of envisioning it and I kind of outlined it on the website and I had a big Skype component. I was thinking, look, I'm gonna have these virtual meetings and yeah. people that turned out not to be the best medium. I mean, honestly, it's very simple it's email correspondence, but here's my big thing um, the way the uh, program works is that people submit images to me. So, you know, um, I have a number of people working from cash, from life. I have also people working um, from photography, various different things. I have all kinds of different people in the program. They send me, um, you know, images of what they're working from. They send me images of, um, you know, their progress. And then I take it into um, Photoshop and I digitally paint on top of it. And it's called my overlay. I go in and I notate a bunch of things. I correct mm-hmm. the form. I correct the drawing. As a separate layer so that As they can a peel it layer. off and look Ex- well, at Well, exactly yeah, I'll send them an image. Done. There's a side-by-side of their – I send right. them a JPEG, so I'll uh, flatten it. But there will be their original image with the right. notations and then my um, corrections. And then there will be an email that corresponds to those notations. Oh, wow. And people love that more than any kind of Skype correspondence because you can go back, reread it. You can yeah. literally ah, see so the it's suggestions. Not like, oh, what did he say about this exactly. thing? Exactly. Yeah. So do they when they send you the image? Do they send you the work and the reference material do, yep. at the mm-hmm. same time? Yeah, and you know, for uh, I'll have. There's always this. how is that? Because that's not exactly how you work. So is it a little bit challenging to take somebody's like very different way of working and and or is it just well, you have, view it all through the lens of form and light and the yeah, exactly. And, like well, you know, there are those in the program. Um, who do work in the same method. Like uh, my friend uh, Asa up, up in um, upstate New York, he, um, you know, basically does a full linear drawing. He transfers it and we did, we went through cast painting and now he's doing portrait. I mean, we've been working together for a while now and he does a linear drawing transfer, same exact process of renders the form um, beautifully. Uh, and then there are those who, that are doing cast drawing and they follow the process and then others who don't. I mean, it's that kind of thing. I look right. at it and maybe he painted it general to specific yeah. in four different passes. Yeah. Maybe he began working directly on the canvas, but I can still look at that forehead and be like, it just doesn't make sense yeah. that yeah, it's turning that much. So and, you're kind of processing it through your own lens of logic. Right, right exactly. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And you've, and, uh, yeah, you've, did you just start that or is it? It's something? been about a year and a half, it's been, but it's kind of been under the radar. I, you know, I don't really put it out there too much it's on my website yeah but it's under yeah. like a teaching it takes a it takes some um work to get to that page. several clicks yes <laughs> is it are the students also getting like are you getting like computer animation people who are just no. interested in this well, idea i i haven't had anyone like that um but uh, well, i mean i think in the computer animation <laughs> world i'd be so awful like i think my well, novelty I, is that i'm like i do the computer animation well, in the world of pixar students come in because or pixar animators come in because they're just interested in learning like the concepts of like yeah. form and and also anatomical structure stuff like that that winds up resonating with you know with computer animators i really want 
I mean, I really want that to happen. <laughs> I want to be wanted by those people. Like when I look at like their, you know, Weta down in New Zealand with uh, Peter Jackson, which, yeah. you know, I mean, I can't tell I you how many hours, how many, uh, how many times I've watched behind the scenes of Lord of the Rings while working. Um, and I, you know, I remember seeing all of a sudden, you know, uh, everybody who comes into Weta Digital gets a copy of James Gurney's book. And I was so jealous. I mean, James Gurney's <laughs> amazing. But I was like, I want them to be like told to watch some webisodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think there's probably a relationship there. And I, and I know that people in that community here and there I've corresponded with, but I, I haven't, you know, plugged into that too much. So yeah. anyway, so now is now, um, you unfortunately took a hiatus. I'm going to call it a hiatus from the Grand, it's a hiatus. <laughs> it's a hiatus from the Grand Central Atelier. And you're just going to be working mm-hmm. pretty much on your own work and making, making more of the tutorials, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, uh, I, um, been teaching at Grand Central, I guess seven, eight years, something oh, like that. Wow. You were doing something extraordinary. You were commuting. I was commuting. That, that's, the, that's the reason. I mean, that's insane. I live in Rhode Island, and it's and you would come in for the day, teach, and mm-hmm. go back. The well, when way. I started, it was crazy. When I started, because um, when I started, we only had one car, and uh, we lived in Mystic, Connecticut, at the time. And uh, my wife, uh, she's an animal trainer. She trains sea lions. She works at an aquarium. And so I just, we were in this like 1860s house and I worked at a little bookstore that you could walk to yeah. and we didn't need a car. And then Jacob called and he's like, uh, you know, and I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> but I have no means of getting there. Um, and so I would take the Amtrak on like the night before come in, stay with my cousin in Queens and then teach and then take the Amtrak. And it was like, you know, the Amtrak to Metro North, it was adding up a lot. I did that for a number of years. Then we bought a car. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think if I drove from Rhode Island to here, I mean, I think I could probably do it in like three hours and 15 minutes. But I never wanted to do that because I needed to sleep on the train. Yeah. <laughs> and so I drove to New Haven. And so it's about a four hour trip. And I think oh, that wow. there and that like four hours, four each, hours, eight hour way. round trip. Wow. So and, and, for and the teaching last, in the middle. That's well, right. What, well, you know, not that long ago, I taught um, a night class. So I would, you know, get up at whatever, 4.30, I would get in and teach from 8.30 till 5, and then I would teach yeah, a night class from 6 to 9. And then what time did you 30. get home? How many and times did you, like, wake up on the train in Boston and be like, oh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> fortunately, the, fortunately, the train stopped in New Haven. I did get trapped in the door of the train one time. Um, I had a... Oh, this was, like, when I was... Um, I had a workshop. Right, and I was, way out of this, stupid. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I had a workshop. It was a two-week workshop, figure workshop, and um, it was my summer workshop, at Grand Central. And so I finished up my figure drawing and I brought it home with me to, and I had to get it photocopied and transferred. And this was the only image of my demo that I've been working days and days on. And so I fell asleep on the train and I woke up when we got there and I was like, oh, and you know, nobody wakes you up, right? Like they're just like, that dude's asleep. And then they get off and then like I get up and like I run out and um, I realize I don't have my demo drawing. So I have to have it. So I go back on the train and, got in and, and then I come and it like gets on my leg was like up like this. And like I <laughs> up in the like, air. So your leg is like more than 90 degrees, almost yeah. like up to his chest. And like this one guy like was walking by and like his reaction was, like, I don't know what I would do in this moment, but he just started going ah! <laughs> really high, <laughs> and, like, and I couldn't like for whatever reason. So instead of getting in there and helping you, he, he didn't just ha- screamed well, like he, his scream ultimately alerted people that could help, so it did good. But, like, <laughs> but the weird thing was that the door was shut so on my leg. Spinelessness like actually <laughs> he, saved you <laughs> exactly, and like for whatever reason, like the doors were closing my legs, so they were the space, the width of my legs was how much the doors were open. 
But for whatever reason, my brain told me he wouldn't be able to hear me, even though he was like as far away as he was. So I was just mouthing everything. <laughs> it was the most awkward thing. In any event, yeah. Um. Your, your leg slash I did lose my leg. Neither lost the leg nor the drawing. Nor the drawing. Everything worked out. That's, that's yeah. that, that works out. You mentioned something to me years ago. You said uh, you were talking about what you like to do painting. And you, you mentioned that, like, I really just want to do, like, I just really enjoy painting people's faces. And then you were like, well, really, like, eyes, noses, and mouths. Like, by the time I get down to the chin, yeah. I'm bored. And it occurred to me when you started doing the webisodes that you had, like, figured out this brilliant formula to only have to paint the things that you want to paint. I was like, he's a genius. Exactly. It's so true. And it's so weird how on, you know, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys obsessively check your likes on Instagram <laughs> like I do, but I was realizing it was bad because you get so reinforced for certain things and people really like half finished things and yeah. they really like just if you paint the feature like <laughs> I did this sped up clip of me just painting an eye and it got like 3,000 likes yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I go and do like a painting I spent months on and I and finish like, it like you get like 400 40. <laughs> you get 40 people so really? I was like I should just paint eyeballs and you would be <laughs> doing awesome but no I mean I think that's true and actually that changed um the way I approached portraits for a while because I would just tune out after the eyes were done. I was just like big meaty cheek, <laughs> super generic chin. Who cares? Right. Boring, boring, exactly. boring. I am so, once the eyeballs like, pain. if after I put that highlight in on the cornea, I'm done. I'm done. I don't like care. That's all I care about. I don't about. care. Um, it's a cheap thrill. Drop the I, brush and walk out. Yeah, exactly. Kanye. No, I, uh, I now I, I've done a lot of paintings where I just start at the chin. To force yourself to like to, almost because otherwise you'll never the, get there. It's like the icing on the cake. Exactly. Like you finish off being like, yeah, I want to paint. And when I do that, the chin is like super detailed. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has ever looked at a chin like you just did. And you know what's great is having you. Um, you're, I would say, <laughs> as. Stir crazy about Star Wars is our own Jay Braun. Oh. oh, yeah, it's just me. It's not you guys. No, but I like say, Star Wars. No, no, but yeah. like I remember <laughs> talking to you and you're just like, before the new Star Wars movie came out, yeah. you're like, dude, I can't even. I can't. I was even, upset because you were I seeing it before me. I was, and he was all like super bummed out about it. He's like, dude, I can't. I can't even. I, 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 can't I, I think I mentioned anything. killing you and yeah, taking yeah, your like place. wanting to take. And I was like, I'll let you. Yeah, but uh, I think. Uh, uh, and which was great is when we did the because we both were in that book the yeah. Star Wars oh book. Oh my god! You did like what was your three wait, which was paintings. yours? I have a copy of that book. Which was yours? Well, he did like have the three paintings. Do you have the special edition? Do I have this? But what did you get? Tony I gave, I gave me. you the regular one. The special oh. edition comes in a giant pizza <laughs> yeah, box. I don't even have this. <laughs> no, I no Tony didn't. Give I don't me the have special. that myself. <clears throat> in the regular one, my um, only one of my paintings is in it, and it's the diptych between a Jedi and a Sith. And then um, in the uh, special the diptych? edition, what's the diptych? Two the panels. Two paintings. Oh, okay, okay, other. okay. And then in the uh, special edition, there's a, I have a Twilight one, and then um, what was the other one? I don't remember. Oh, Jason, Jason Solo. Jason Solo. Uh, Jason Solo. Jason Solo. Like, yeah, you did like three paintings for that. And I think you were the first to really... You Yours were one was of the, so awesome. But you were one of the first to like even be on board, if I remember. Well, I you're just saw an of, email that said them. Star Wars, and I just wrote back, You're yes. like, Solo. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Reply care. all, yes. <laughs> yes, 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 across it. Yeah, I uh, I was so excited. And uh, you, you have the best story, though, because... You, this is how, like, because Tony actually went to Tatooine to paint that. I did. Right. That's, that's what the, I was gonna mention. Under the story. two sun, the, I always, yeah. the, the very hot two suns that were yeah. right. No, the fact that you the were on a phone painting. call where George Lucas was in the background. Well, it was like, 
it was the um uh you can hear it in the echo like right. it was all it's phone like, yeah, yeah. it was like all phone stuff so right. like he was on another line playing. oh it was like speakerphone oh so he wasn't in the room okay. no he was speakerphone less speakerphone. cool now okay but the, yeah well i <laughs> no, don't know kidding. when you hear like wow i think that's a pretty good <laughs> thing like, like, oh, okay oh my god wait so what so did they say they called you and they said what um I was really like I said I would do it and then uh, I forgot why but I was like uh, really late on it and right, right. so like it got to the point where I was like I can't be in it because it, I'm way too late and then like miraculously there was a, 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 a the deadline was Extension. extended. I like that you were like struggling to get your one. I was like such a fan. I did. I know. Three. I didn't even <laughs> ask for one. Yeah. I was like, here's You're three. Right, here you go. You want more? I wanted more. to do, yeah. and, and one I of them is a deptex. Yeah. So yeah. that's four. Yeah. Jealous. Yeah. I was like, you did three paintings. I'll do as many as you want. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, look, Scott did like more. three, and you know everybody. And I was like, I'm gonna get maybe. Oh, at that point, I was like, I'm not gonna even have one. Yeah. And they're like, oh, there's this this extension. So it was an email, and then I called up. And I was like, hey, um, so I see that there's an extension, so I think I can be in it, you know, because Thank, I'll oh have man. to, like, Thank I'll do it. And then it. he's like, okay, so what are your ideas? And I gave him, like, three or four ideas. Because originally you're supposed to, like, make an idea, like, pack it almost. Yeah, and yeah, send yeah. it to them and I everything. Send them like he's like, just what is yeah. it over the phone? Right. You're like, and we don't have time for right. this, you know. You're, you're... And so I told him, like, this idea and then this idea. And I was like, but... I had this other idea, and it was this, and it was the it was the um, the the Tuscan Raider mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. Ig eighty eight. It was going to be well. It in was like he was going to be in a desert, sort of, you know, uh, 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 you know, gathering materials and everything, because that's kind of what they do. And I just hear like, I like that idea. And I was like, <laughs> you heard Lucas say that? Well, I was like, I like that idea, sort of speakerphony. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I kind of like that one too, because it sort of harkens back to like the original. And it's more like goes into the not only not necessarily the lore, but the simplistic life of. And I started and talking about uh, Lucas's favorite planet. Oh, really? Yeah. So I started talking about like <laughs> Jerome and like the Orientalists. And I was like, oh, I like this idea of this sort of showing this right. sort of like the everyday life of these 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 this this society or something. And I was like, I like that idea. I think you should do that. And then oh, I, then I was like, I got to go, you know, and I hear like a click. Right. And then You're, I love it. Mercer's back. Well, no, no, but then I hear, and I'm talking to... The first respect one of my favorite movies. Something that would cost like a hello, hello. You should never have killed Greedo. Unshot first, hello. Unshot first. Hello. Um, so, was that just was that? I, Without saying, I was like, was that? He goes, yeah. And I go, so you think I should do this? He goes, yeah, I think you should do it. And I was That's like, awesome. okay, um, I've cleared the calendar, go for it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I, I didn't have anything like that, but I did have uh, one of the ones I did of a Twilight. I sent them an image, and I kind of did my own interpretation of a Twilight a little bit. I kind of yeah. had her head shaped differently. And Jonathan uh, had emailed me, and he was like, look, Abraham, you can man. leave it the way you want. But George would prefer it if it was like this. Like, okay, anything to I know. Have. It's like, <laughs> what? What was the preference? What did he want? It was well, you know, they have uh, the. You were off model. <laughs> the Twilights have uh, the leku. The top of their heads are um, more full before the leku begins, um, and I sort of had just a normal cranium shape, and then it went down into the leku. Yeah. And then um, to have more modeled skin, like more um, uh, dapples and things like that. Yeah. And so, of course, I, you know completely change it scott scott thank you so thank you much so for much. taking the five and a half hour 17 hour i know to, because like you actually us, came in from rhode island i did just to record no it was an honor to be on it was awesome stop it 
No, it was. I love this show. The show's amazing. So, but you listen to it? Do you actually listen to it? I, of course, I do. Yeah, that's wicked. He doesn't know. He doesn't know who you are, though. He knows who I am. I listen all the time. But who's Jay Brown? He recognized my voice. I walked in the door, and he was like, "I could tell from." No, I could tell from your voice, and I was preparing myself for your uh, clarification questions, like what is specular (laughs) reflection? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I gotta ask that. You have to study his own self. But no, but I also can. I'm sorry. I just want to say to Jay, like, I really, I haven't seen what uh the you know i have no idea what it sounds like the rough cut of these uh podcasts but someone who you know uh edits audio i really think it's impressive the work you do on these podcasts oh thanks it's, it's pretty extraordinary it's so, to make these idiots sound smaller to make us even make any sort of sense well here's some feedback that tony got i was talking tony recently recorded a uh, podcast he was a guest on another um show a friend of ours danny and grant's i talked to danny grant's podcast, podcast which, is, yeah. which is awesome danny's um doing a great job with that and uh the feedback i heard was that you were polished really yeah wow See, i was like uh, uh, all that media know, training danny, uh, paid off uh, it's the studio the studio, yeah, the studio yeah. with danny mm-hmm. grant yep hmm. yeah listen to danny grant's and then we're listen gonna to ours <laughs> what's the other we also what's the other podcast that we like uh, the sculptor's oh funeral? the sculptor's funeral yeah that's oh, great that's uh, a good jason arkles yeah okay. it's it's actually great he does these like um or he had been doing these kind of history lessons mm. from you know like uh just sculpture art history and he's 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 really like he's. He's really almost like it. a hardcore history kind of like yeah, it's like the, amazing. Yeah, like, but he's a sculptor. He, he's, he's a sculptor, sculptor. And he he's in Florence. Florence. Yeah, okay. and he went to uh, Cecil, and Cecil's an amazing art historian himself. I've heard. You I don't know if you ever. Did you ever go to those lectures? I never when went you were to them, Florence? but I've heard you talk about them, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I won't shut up about them, but yeah. they're they're they were amazing. <laughs> I mean, Cecil's an amazing like. He, he's just got an amazing mind, and right. he's he's like a steel trap for uh, facts and context. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, Scott, Scott Waddell, uh, go to, is it scottwaddell.com or Scott Waddell Fine Art? Scott Waddell Fine Art. Man. Just, Google just Google it. Me, but yeah. um, I, I highly, highly uh, recommend the videos. Yeah, the videos. Time. I They're remember really seeing great. the first uh, webisode and feeling like all I need to do. And they short. They're, it wasn't short, long. but I, I remember actually the first one was pretty short. And I remember thinking, all I need to do <laughs> is walk around the studio with the students and just Hold up a phone with that. You get one of those cop cams, and like all I need to do is 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 just play that because everything that I say to anybody was in that like how I can't remember how long it was. It was short, but I remember thinking like he just figured out in five minutes how to say everything that I've ever said to anybody. (laughs) Render us all obsolete. (laughs) And the thing about the video, one more thing before we even go. Well, I would still hold the phone, so I'm not totally obsolete. (laughs) Well, that's true. Yeah, who else is going to do that? You're like, look, look at this. Listen to this. Don't look away. I saw you looking away. Don't look away. And also why I think they're so impressive is not only did you not dumb them down and kind of show the way we really do stuff, but you also added an appendix uh, into it where you're like, um, oh, I'm going to give you another 20 minutes of like what I mean like that you might not have gotten or let me get a little bit further into this thing I might have glossed over. Um and show you exactly what I mean by that. So you add, like it's you added more video. It's it's like getting, you know, Lord of the Rings and having oh all gosh, the that's extra, ex- having all the extra <laughs> footage. So you're that's like, exactly. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I called it the appendix and made it only to be like Tolkien. That was like this specific <laughs> wow, reason. This guy's amazing. <laughs> wow. You know what? We got to end it right there because yeah. that right there makes We're me actually you. like you more than I've already liked you. Oh, so thank you. So that's he awesome. didn't like you before this I podcast. Did, I liked so. you a lot. He was like, I'm sorry. We're going to have this guy. I yeah. fought hard to have you on, Scott, because I've always thank liked you. you. I know. <laughs> I've always...
but they're brilliant. Get them. They that's, are. They are. Scott they sound great. Google and Scott your paintings Waddell. are brilliant. And the paintings are awesome. We always talk I'm about you. I'm actually blushing. Right and uh, <laughs> um, so thanks so yeah, much for thank coming you, out. Yeah, thank you, Scott. Yep. This is a really fun one, especially to come back from the kind of the crazy holidays and have this be like our so first. good to be back. We'll do some kind of uh, catch up at some point soon, yeah. maybe with the three of us, probably at my place or something. Yeah. Okay. We did a little catch up, but th- again, we'll do we'll do an extended. Scott, catch-up. you you rule. Yeah, uh, thank that you, was awesome. Scott. And remember thank you, to like thank you, uh, and Grand Central Atelier thank you, for Grand Central. letting us record yeah, uh, when you're on iTunes, definitely uh, um, leave a comment and and also leave some suggestions of who you might want to hear uh, on the um, on the podcast and uh, like us and try to spread the word because this is all very much grassroots. So uh, again, thanks everybody, Scott. You're the best. We'll talk to you all very soon. Talk soon. Thank thanks, Scott. Thank you, guys. Awesome having you on. I'm zipping around on it. I'm I'm just zipping around. Is that supposed to be a tank?